Welcome to the Not A Fake of Stat Boy Malcolm Random Crap Show. <clears throat> I am your host, Stat Boy Malcolm. Uh, watching, doing a live show. Well, not really a live show, but somewhat live. I am watching the Houston Astros play against the Texas Rangers. And, uh, being an Astros fan is not a good sight what I'm watching right now, but... It is a young team, learning happens, and as of right now, the Astros are half a game behind the Rangers, and uh, the Astros are losing right now 9 to nothing to the Rangers with their ace, with the Astros' ace pitching. Um, it looks like they're going to pull Keiko out. Uh, this, but it is what it is. So, you know, it goes from one mode to another mode. It is panic alarm. Panic alarm in all sports across the, well, across my fan base. There's panic everywhere. The Astros are blowing it to, to the Rangers. They had a big lead. Now now they're in trouble. Uh, panic alarm. U University of Texas just fired uh, Steve Patterson. Panic even at UT. Panic in Houston. Brian Hoyer is oh my god, he's actually Brian Hoyer. Oh my god, I guess we gotta uh, we gotta move to to uh, to Mallet. It's panic everywhere. It is pandemonium. Everything is going wrong in my sports fandom. On a on a brighter note, uh, James Harden was found drunk. I mean, was uh, re recorded drunk. Talking about he got two hundred dollar, the two hundred million dollar deal, but it is what it is. As I watch these Astros, uh, runners on first and second, uh, two outs, nine to nothing, and they, wow, uh, boy, bases loaded, two outs now, but. It's been that type of week, sports-wise. Um, right now, the Astros are losing to the Rangers, not a nothing. They're half a game behind the Rangers, and it's. I guess it's just this game here kind of diverted the whole idea of the show. Um, I was gonna start off talking, talking a little football, but now I'm gonna start off talking baseball. This team is a very young team, and I admit to that. That was my outlook on it. And actually, I had, going into the season, uh, on a previous show, you heard me say that I'm trying to get back into baseball, especially when the Astros are actually on TV. They hadn't been on TV for about three years, three maybe, yeah, maybe three, possibly four years. And now they're back on TV in, in the Austin area. Um, at, sadly, they weren't even on TV in all of the Houston area because of their old Comcast situation. Now, now that they're root sports, they're on cross cross the state, so they're more accessible. Um, but going into the night, uh, the the Major League Baseball races, uh, the Blue Jays were. Uh, were three games over the uh, Yankees up for the AL East. Rangers after winning last night were uh, uh, last two winning the last two games over the Astros are now 
a half a game over the Astros in the AL West, which is gonna it's looking like they're gonna make it a game and a half with a victory tonight, unless the Astros do something sensational. The Astros a game and a half over the Twins for the final wild card spot. The Cardinals are three games up over the Pirates in the NL Central, and. There are five teams, the five, uh, pretty much in the uh, national, national League, the five teams are secure uh, for playoff spots. Uh, in the American League, you still you still got a few teams that are trying to get the wild card, uh, the Twins, for example, or trying to reach in and get the wild card from the Astros or Rangers, whoever loses that division. But pretty much the runner-up of the... The runner-up of the NL Central, Central, the Pirates and the uh, Cardinals will. It's pretty much a lock to get the 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 AL. Uh, I mean, the National League Wild Card along with the Cubs. And let's let's just get 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 back on track from this baseball c- uh, catastrophe in which I'm watching right now on my television sc- screen. Um. Um. You know what? As I as I as I um watch week one of the NFL, things I notice. Uh, I'm gonna start off talking about the Texans versus Chiefs game. In this game, what I notice, I mean, what I gather from in this Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer. My reaction to the first play, Brian Hoyer, as Brian Hoyer, as he throws an interception to Ricky Marcus Peterson. And when he, he rolls out in. Nothing good from that situation. He's not that good. He's not that talented of a quarterback. Uh, he's able to scramble by time uh, to correct to make the play last longer. His whole purpose for being the starter was to not create turnovers. And what does he do? His first pass is an interception inside the red zone, and then he fumbles later, which I don't I I don't put as much blame on him. Even though he knows that, uh, oh, finally, finally a break for the Astros, uh, a single off the glove. Jose Altuve, a single off the glove of the of the Rangers, a uh, uh, shortstop slash third base combination. <laughs> so maybe they can get get something going here as uh, he gets a hit off a, a hit. I think it's Beltray who it pops off his glove. I don't know that that could be considered an error, but we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but the yeah. Hoyer was terrible. I just said like this to wrap it up. He had a twelve point two, I mean twelve point three QBR for the game, seventy two point seven passer rating. Uh, but he wasn't the only blame for the Astros situation. I mean, for oh my God, I got the Astros on TV. Is, is, that's how bad it is. It's transferring from sport to sport. But for the Texans situation, the secondary did not look good. 
Uh, the Chiefs just ran simple, quick routes. I guess the Texans did not know who Travis Khaleesi is because he was just open out. Every time he, he was targeted six times and he caught six passes. So that's basically me. He was open every time they looked for him. He caught six passes, 106 yards, two touchdowns. The, f the second one was just the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen because it was like, I don't know if you know, people my age will remember this. Uh, Bill Walsh college football, that was his little special play on the game that it always worked no matter what a team does. But that was a play. This particular receiver was always open on this play. And that's pretty much what happened. It was like Kansas City did that play because nobody was near Khaleesi on this touchdown pass. Um, the O-line did not play well. They gave up five sacks. The bright spots of the game, there were only a couple. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was DeAndre Hopkins. He played well. He caught, he caught nine passes, 98 yards, two touchdowns. He... he, he he played. He was the only bright. Maybe okay. DeAndre Hopkins and Ryan Mallett coming in late in the fourth quarter, uh, leading the team to eleven points to get get the, to make the game closer to get them back in the game. Were the only two bright spots in the game for the Texans. Uh, JJ Watt. He can't play defense by himself, guys. This 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 is supposed to be a. Um, a year that we rely on that defense is supposed to be the best ever. And it was basically J.J. Watt with uh, nine tackles, six tackles for losses, two sacks. And getting to the quarterback three three times. I mean, getting three hits on the quarterback. Well, three pressures on the quarterback. Um, but the, the Texans just got to play better. They cannot... They have to go. They're going to Carolina next week. They they have to play better. They have to at least compete in that game. If not win, it is it's a possibility they can go to uh, Carolina and win. But I'll just say it like this: they they cannot go into that game letting Cam Newton receivers just get open, just get open before the snap of the ball. They have to. They have to play up on the receivers if they if, if they can't if they can't create situations in which you know you can uh if they can't create situations in which receivers will have to do routes especially running especially running quick slants and five yard outs and automatically being over get open crossing patterns getting open. If if that happens again, you basically giving up the strength of your uh your 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 your, your pass rush because the the Javion Clowney, JJ Watt, and Whitney Merciless, Vince Wilford cannot pressure a quarterback if they're just snapping it back and just throwing it before before I mean what what before even being allowed to have a pass rush. I'm talking two second snap open open receiver. You, you, you I understand giving receivers cushions in certain situations, but you got guys who who are physical corners and uh and Kareem Jackson and a couple of speed corners 
and Jonathan Joseph and uh, Kevin Johnson, who should be able to to stay up on receivers. You should be able to uh, be in the pocket to basically get some jam action going to not allow these quick, quick receptions. Um, in other games, you had the Patriots uh, open the season up against the Steelers. It was pretty much what you expect, uh, expected. Uh, man, Tom Brady, being Tom Brady, Tom Brady came in, four touchdown passes, 288 yards passing. The Steelers were having a difficult time early in the game moving the ball. They moved the ball late, but it was pretty much garbage time when that happened to make the game closer. It was a 28-21 game. Gronkowski was just dominant. They could not. They had no answer. But you remember when they used to say about Chris Carter, all he do is catch his touchdown. Oh, the Astros finally get a run. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, Gronkowski, five catches, 94 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, if you had him in fantasy football, you dominated with him. I had him, but apparently none of uh, uh a few of my other players decided not to show up in one of my leagues, but it is what it is. Cowboys come back to beat the Giants 27 to 26. Giants, this was kind of embarrassing. The Giants dominated for three and a half quarters, causing Romo, pressure and Romo causing turnovers. Dallas could not run the ball. Giants had a chance to put it away late. Apparently, Eli told. Uh, uh, Jennings to not score in a goal line situation. Third down, Giants call a pass play, play action pass play. Instead of Eli taking the sack to run another 30 seconds off the clock, he throws the ball away. Giants kick a field goal, leaving ample time for the Cowboys to drive right downfield and to score a touchdown at the end of the game. I remember watching this whole situation fold out. When I saw that Eli threw the ball away, my head went straight down. It's like, what the heck is Eli doing? Um, and basically, Cowboy fans came out to Whitworth in celebration at the end of that game. I have, uh, I have no problem with true Cowboy fans because as the game folded, they were, you know, they were going on a roller coaster ride. They were bitching and complaining about failures and and happy about successes, successes, but you know I hate those. I have issues with fans that just all of a sudden at the end of the game, hey yeah yeah we the greatest. Well, where are you doing the game? <laughs> Titans over the Bucks, forty two fourteen. The battle of the, the rookie quarterbacks, first time in NFL history. The top two quarterback pick, I mean top two picks in the draft that will both quarterbacks face each other in the, in the opener. Marcus Mariota, 13 for 16 passes, 209 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. This is what, I'm be honest, this is what I actually predicted would be the, what Mariota being in the NFL, but this is the top of the line, what I predict what he would be. He, I don't see him as a quarterback on the long run that's just 300-yard passing type guy. I think he's around a 200 200 to 250 yards again on any given Sunday. 
a couple of uh, four touchdowns is a lot. I I didn't I I wouldn't expect him to just carve the Tampa Bay defense like this. But well, Tampa Bay was horrible last year for a reason. Uh, he pretty much carved their defense up, and didn't make any mistakes. That's actually what I mean by what I predict him to be. He's not a guy that turns the ball over a lot. He's a guy that just makes the right plays. Uh, he he has the scrambling ability to buy more time doing the play, but he's still looking to make the plays downfield. Uh, he's not a risk taker. He's not a gunslinger. Unlike Winston, Winston's more of a gunslinger. Problem with that mentality is, is you would do something like what happened on him, with Winston. His his very first touchdown was an interception. Pick six. He throws it. Pick six. Um. I think it was his very first pass. He threw a big pick six. Return for a touchdown. Uh, Winston went 16 for 33 passing. 219 yards. Uh, actually, I think it was 210, but I'm, I could be mistaken. It was 219 or 210. I don't have the 100% uh, accurate statistics in front of me, but two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, now as a uh, now we get ready for the week two the week two games to watch. You got the Patriots at Bills. Cap. Uh, I I honestly believe the Bills are a lot better than people think they are. Actually, as you listen to last week's show, I predict the Bills will be a team to make the playoffs. I actually predict the Bills will some will pull this game out. Uh, the last few years, the Bills have defeated the Patriots at home, and I think this year will be the same. Rich Ryan has that team ready, prepared, a little bit more aggressive. Tyron Taylor is could be the answer at quarterback, which surprised everybody that that's what Rex Ryan went with. Uh, I finally, I think finally, Rex had an open quarterback competition. Um, the best talent won. The best guy won. Best guy for the job won. Cowboys at Eagles is another interesting game. Uh, Cowboys getting the opportunity to play defense to get play against DeMarco Murray. I honestly I think both both Murray and the Cowboys look like they needed each other week one because Murray didn't run the ball well week one, and the Cowboys didn't run the ball well week one. So this thought that anybody can run behind the Cowboys' uh, offensive line could be totally inaccurate. Uh, but we're gonna see week two. Or week two will I, I actually predict that the Eagles will give you a heavy dose of Demarco Murray. I actually believe the Eagles can will pull it out at home against the Cowboys in a rowdy atmosphere. The game of the week I got Seattle versus the Packers at uh, Green Bay. I got the Packers winning that game, maybe around twenty-eight to twenty. Uh, I think the Packers, uh, Packers. I think they're gonna close this one out. Uh, NFC Championship. They just dominate. They dominated that game for three, three and three fourths of the game, and just obviously. Went on passive mode defensively and prevented themselves to win the game. College football. Let's get off on college football. SEC in in particular. Uh, 
took a late fourth quarter comeback for number six Auburn to defeat Jacksonville State. I, Jacksonville State should not have been even involved in this game, and Auburn just just did not look good. They they turned the ball over. Uh, Jacksonville State could have put this game away, uh, but sometimes it's just talent just prevails. But Auburn did not look like they deserved to be a top ten, top ten school. Not even look like they deserved to be a top twenty five school. And Jacksonville State had a lead late. Auburn ties it up, and in overtime, they put them away in overtime. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Dominates Tennessee in the second half. Uh, <laughs> it, Tennessee, Tennessee just and I don't I don't I, I really can't explain what happened. They just they had a good lead. They was dominating the game first half and just could not keep keep uh keep Oklahoma off bay. And just blew blew the game up. That's pretty much it. Toledo defeated Arkansas 16-12. There's no excuse for Arkansas to lose to Toledo. Just like uh, I mentioned in the Auburn-Jacksonville State game. It, it should be no competition. But uh, I guess it's biting the SEC in the butt when facing these schools that they should dominate. To try to protect themselves, protect their record, and that that that's pretty much the games, the best three games. I mean, the the puzzling games of the week in the SEC, which is supposedly always the most dominant conference in college football, and they did not look dominant last week. Uh, the best game of the week: Michigan State defeated Oregon. 31-28, Oregon's quarterback. I would expect some growing pains for the young quarterback. Uh, the, I mean, the, the quarterback replacing Mariotti, Mariota. Uh, Michigan State, they they look good. Uh, honestly, they could be the second best uh, team in the uh, Pac-10. At the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of I mean, Pac-10. Big Ten. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of the Big Ten. I actually believe that the winner of the Big Ten might might be in the championship game at the end of the, when it's said it done. Michigan State or Ohio State. Um, <clears throat> college games to watch this week. Number 18. Uh, couple of games in the SEC. Number 18, Auburn at LSU. And uh, number 15, Ole Miss at Alabama. I expect Alabama to be who they are. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna be tough. And I expect I expect Auburn to come a little bit better than they did last week. If they come the same way, LSU's gonna just run run the run the table on them. Georgia uh, Georgia Tech number fourteen Georgia Tech goes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is a talented school. I think at the uh, they could fight to be. One of the four in the playoffs at, playoffs at the end of the year. I expect Notre Dame to win. Now, when I actually believe that could be a closer game. BYU at UCLA. 
Uh, I expect UCLA to uh, to pull that out. Uh, uh, defeat, uh, defend home, defend the home turf and pull it out. Um, let's, and let's take a break. Uh, we get back in it in a second. Well, no, we're talking about Wesley Snipe. I was, oh, we did talk about. We're gonna, Wesley. we're gonna, we're gonna stay into that. Three, then. he gets three years. Yeah, you can't uh, put Blade away though for three years, which I think and is three a, federal years. That's a way. long time. And where's he gonna, uh, where's he gonna hide in the Congo? Yeah, where's he going? <laughs> Here's your first night in prison. You know you got three years to go. You're sitting on that nasty bed. And some goofy ass asking you about, hey man, <sighs> does Woody really smoke that much weed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you really think white men can't jump? And is there a lot of money on that train, for real? <laughs> and there he is in the joint. <laughs> oh, hey, man, let poor me ask bastard. you something. You believe How come you can live in the day and the other ones can't? <laughs> right. Tell him you never really explained that. You never really explained that. Gotta explain every dumb movie he's ever been in. <laughs> Yo, you, you ain't so bad without your sword. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. And he'd just be like, uh-oh, here it goes. Now I gotta fight. Now I gotta fight. Yeah, you look like you kicked a lot of ass in that movie. Hey, how come you didn't just get frozen? <laughs> how come you just didn't get frozen like Demolition Man? Well, it, it was a picture. It was a movie I was making. And, uh, Man. I, if I could get frozen, like, y'all come back in the year 2322. <laughs> Cars be flying. You stupid, Wesley. You and Stallone shit got frozen like you did in that movie. Come out and beat up the cops because they don't know nothing about what you do. Yeah. You could, you should have got frozen and came back when there's no such thing as taxes. I'd have waited till the statue of limitations was up on the tax crap. Wesley, he's right. You you is stupid. How you get caught? Why don't you just go to your blade lair and, and have Chris Christopherson behind you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nigga, you better not bite me when I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part the, the sad part of this, this is the first five minutes of, of a three year sentence. Yeah, of a three year sentence. <laughs> this is just the yeah. first five minutes. He being a prison barber, the dude flicks the thing was over there. So what you want? You want the blade cut? <laughs> or the demolition man? Because we I don't you know, dye is expensive. That'll be seventeen cigarettes for the demolition man and ten for the blade cut. And even the guard said, he, when he comes in, the guard got him. Yeah, you ain't gonna be able to jump over the fence like you do in Blade. <laughs> yeah. Everything is one of his movies. Yeah, they just gotta get on him about that all the time now. He'll just be there like, uh, he's got, he's there, he's just got one one scratched in his wall. <laughs> got like a thousand to go. <laughs> oh, <four> days. <laughs> oh my God. Here comes the Aryan Brotherhood comes up. Oh. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Snipes? How are you? I heard you think we can't jump. Yeah. What? what do you mean? I just said it was just a movie. Yeah, we're going to see how high you can jump. I love your movies there, boy. Them some good movies. I see you You beat up a lot of white people in that movie, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> Wesley's just... Uh... I like to say that Blade fought off the sisters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But it just didn't... He did not have that sword <laughs> to stop the sisters. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, it went on for years. <laughs> oh. I'm about to throw Blade off this roof. Wait, 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 wait. If he, I know a lot about taxes. I know a lot about taxes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But, All right. Oh. Hey, it's uh, very good. <laughs> Wesley Snipes doing three years. Um, Wait a minute. Did you just end it like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right. We got to move on. He's in the joint. And, Poor that, guy. and that's uh, what we got on that. And that was uh, that was the late, great Patrice O'Neill on the opening Anthony show. This was uh, several years ago. They were talking about uh, Wesley Snipes and taxes. Uh, classic, classic fun. Just a hilarious. Uh, Hilarious stuff. Um, now back to uh, back to sports. Back to college uh, football. University of Texas fired uh, Steve Patterson. Uh, pretty much, if you knew, if you were a fan of the Portland Trailblazers, Houston Rockets, uh, Houston Rockets are the late, I me mean, of the early nineties, late eighties, or fan of the Portland Trailblazers of the uh, late 90s, you knew that this was going to happen when he got hired. Like, people uh, people here in Austin, oh, my God. Phil just hit a 3-1 uh, homer. 12-1 Rangers. This is, this is uh, tough to watch. Uh, <laughs> but people who knew... Who Steve Patterson was knew that this was gonna happen. The complaints were that uh, at the end of the day, people were saying Patterson was not sociable. He was not in. He uh, everybody seems it seem uh, seems like that. The the coaches when he when he when it felt like the coaches felt like that they, they had no no nobody around him to, no communication with him. Uh, it was just like his last last horizon. What happened is when they went to Notre Dame, uh, Texas had no media guy to, uh, to uh, no media guy to help the coaching staff around that situation when they went to Notre Dame, and it was just it became an extra distraction that the coaching staff really didn't need. Uh, but the th- but he. Also, he bumped head with the boosters. Uh, he was not sociable. He's not. He wasn't sociable enough for University of Texas. And like I said, if you were a, t- a fan of the Portland Trailblazers late '90s or the Houston Rockets early '90s, late, late, uh, late uh, '80s, you knew this was Steve Patterson. He wears out his welcome very easily. Unless unless you're prepared for that, let me Steve Patterson, excuse me. Unless you're prepared for that, you know. I don't even know if you can be prepared for that. But he was he was fired today. They hired an interim. I forget the guy's name. He's a uh, he's a lawyer from Houston. People were pushing for Mac Brown as his replacement, which fits Texas honestly perfectly. A guy who's very sociable. Who basically who can be pals with the boosters? Because that's basically how that school worked. Uh, the the boost the boosters, the boosters basically run Texas to a degree. Patterson wanted to go away from that idea of depending on the boosters, and I think that's 
pretty much why the uh, the, uh, the president of the school had to get rid of him because that that was that's just that that pushing from the boosters against uh, Patterson. But Patterson had these ideas of moving away from relying on the boosters, becoming more of a brand, a global brand, uh, which was a good idea. If, but if Patterson would have been a little bit more sociable, I think this would never, he would, he would still be at the University of Texas as the athletic director. Um, I'm going to close the show off, though. We're going to talk about the, the boxing uh, fight, uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Andre Berto. Before I get off on the fight, Dan Rayfield of ESPN, before the fight, uh, reported that uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, took an illegal IV of vitamins before the Manny Pacquiao fight. Addressing this situation, honestly, I think people, I think that it should be a reaction to this, that uh, Floyd did break the rules when it comes to the what he I mean uh, what he could take when he could take it <clears throat> but I think there is an overreaction because people are automatically going to a PD, PED route when it is known that what he took was vitamins and that is a whole different level than PEDs uh I think that was a mistake. Floyd didn't inform them. Uh, because uh, USADA knew about it. He did not inform the uh, Nevada Athletic Commission. And when they found out about it, pretty much they let it Pretty much they let it go. Apparently, at the end of the day, uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission, uh, it, once you saw the end of the Berto fight, they said that they were not pursuing this any farther. It's pretty much it closed case but like I said I think it's an overreaction by fans honestly it's the same fans it's basically anti-Floyd Mayweather fans who point to this and say that they're trying to claim that you know he used PEDs when there was no allegations of any PEDs he tested for PEDs there was no human growth hormone or steroid positive tests that came out through through all the extreme tests that they did for this fight. Uh, now, speaking of the fight, Floyd, Floyd, he pretty much did a typical Floyd Mayweather fight. Boxed on the outside, controlled the pace of the fight, came in when he when he needed. Uh, Berto pressured, in comparison, <clears throat> Berto pressured more than Manny Pacquiao did. Berto, I would say Berto had, on a pressure level, it was almost the same as Madonna did with Florida in the two fights, even though I think Madonna did better. But, um, oh boy. But I think Berto, Berto uh, Andre Berto did what he can do. Uh, he just was taking shots. Uh, Floyd, he was never in danger of being knocked out the fight. But it was just obviously a speed difference, uh, arena generalship difference. I would say most young boxers probably should learn from watching what Floyd does in the ring. And the reason why I say this is 
most people get focused on trying to knock out their opponent. And I think a primary sh- focus should be on controlling the fight first and then going for the knockout. And most guys focus on knocking out their opponent quick and get, get in and out. I think that's a mistake. You, you, it's pretty uh, <clears throat> it's pretty much cut and dry. If you control the pace of a fight, you can control your opponent. And if you can control your opponent, you can set them up to be taken out at any point if you have that type of power. But you have to control the pace of the fight. Floyd, may, Floyd becomes the first American boxer since uh, Rocky Marciano to go 49-0. Uh, he announces right after the fight that he's retired. And there's these thoughts that Floyd could come back for one fight if, if, and to the highest bidder, which is possible. He made, he made a lot of money to Pacquiao. I think $350 million for the Manny Pacquiao fight. It would probably take around $200 million to convince him to fight one more fight. For fifty, if the opponent is quality enough to sell it, uh, people were talking that people wanted Floyd to fight Amir Khan this last fight, and what people don't understand is Amir Khan don't fight in September because of Ramadan, so that fight was not happening. He if Floyd was actually considering fighting Khan last May, but the Manny Pacquiao fight came out of nowhere, so it is what it is. Khan would, would not get a shot at Floyd Mayweather unless unless something happens money-wise to, to push that fight, which I don't even see. If Floyd comes back to fight one more fight, I don't think it would be against Khan. I would actually, my best shot, would the best shot would probably be the winner of the Cotto versus uh, Coletto Alvarez fight, which I don't even think that'll happen. I, I honestly think Floyd Mayweather's retired. And, and that that rings the end of his career. And what I feel about Floyd Mayweather's career is, is uh, I think he he was a smart businessman. I just said like this here. He sold his uh he sold the fans on his personality, and that's how he rev uh, uh brought. Brought revenue to himself instead instead of just sell, selling him himself as the boxing. Cause if you if you ever watch when he when they first started doing twenty four seven, uh, most if you watch all the twenty four sevens with him in it and uh, all access except for the last couple of fights in the uh in the twenty four sevens and all and all access you you tend to notice that Floyd. Really did not. That was really not a prime focus on Floyd Mayweather, the boxer. That was more the lifestyle, the fun. Uh, he sold himself as a villain at times, which I think is brilliant because if you sell yourself as a villain, you make you make people root for the other guy, and in making people root for the other guy, you actually. If you actually create a temporary star that you want to see beat Floyd Mayweather. And also the fact is, is Floyd did not fight that entertaining type, aesthetic type fighting. You know, going in there trying to get the big knockout. He basically used his feet, moved around, 
so it was like people looked at it as they want to see somebody finally catch him and they they did not uh, you know a lot of fans did not like a guy saying he's the best ever that wasn't a guy that just knocked out people and I think it was brilliant strategy on Floyd's hand and you know and I actually believe at the end of the day within the next couple of years you're gonna see people move towards the positive with Mayweather as his, as after his retirement settles in you're gonna see more people appreciate what he did in the ring you're still gonna have his detractors but I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change a little bit uh, you're gonna have uh, you have you gonna it's gonna things are gonna come out about what he does charity or wise uh, this guy did a lot charity wise he did a lot of a lot of social things that people don't know about and it's gonna come out at the end of the day the actual guy Floyd Mayweather what is instead of the guy that he put out there for the media to see for the to to pretty much promote himself as a brand as a as a boxer instead instead of uh and I, honestly I think he kind of changed the game honestly I don't, well I can't say he changed the game because guys like uh, Roy Jones Jr. did it first Oscar De La De, actually Oscar De La Hoya did it first and I think he used the Oscar De La Hoya model of self-promoting instead of relying on promoters to to create uh, revenue for for him he basically used that model uh, uh, to promote himself as a fighter but he did it the difference is uh, Oscar De La Hoya did it as as what I like to call a face as, as a wrestling fan he, he Oscar sold himself as a baby face and Floyd Mayweather sold himself as what a wrestling fan called a heel, as in the the bad guy, the guy the fans have to hate, you make them hate him, and make people root for the good guy. And honestly, I think initially started with the De La Hoya fight, and the reason why it happened with the De La uh, Astros just gave up another home run. <laughs> Four, uh, boy, fourteen to one Rangers. Um, <laughs> I don't want to end this show on a sad note, but yeah. <laughs> but initially, Floyd, for that first fight, he sold himself as the 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 bad guy to fight against De La Hoya because he De La Hoya is the American Golden Boy, the dream scenario. Everybody like Oscar, and he continuously sold himself as the basically the arrogant heel. Pretty much, if you watch wrestling right now. Floyd Mayweather is uh, uh, Seth Rollins. If you watch WWE, that is who Floyd Mayweather is. If you watch, he continues to find ways to win. He's uh, he does it in amazing fashion. Uh, but there's always this element of some we gotta get him, and that that is how he sells himself. Uh, but let's let's time to wrap this uh, puppy up. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, like I say, I'm going to keep this thing going, as I say every show. Hopefully, hopefully next week I'm in a brighter mode. I'm not watching 
watching the Astros take an L like they are taking tonight. Uh, like I said, it's going to be one and a half games down after the end of the night after this fiasco. Uh, but get ready for a great week of football. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, the games to check out. The uh, Patriots and Bills, Cowboys and Eagles, and uh, Seahawks and Packers. Also, there's another game to check out. Thursday night, you got the Denver Broncos versus Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, Denver, I didn't mention that earlier. I got Denver. Denver, I don't think Denver, uh, Denver as you saw week one, not not as not as good as uh, offensively as it has been. They're relying more on their running game. I don't see, I see Kansas City defense defensively uh, tough to run against, but I could be wrong. Let's let's check it out and see how that uh, zone, zone run works for C.J. Anderson as he goes against... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But thanks for listening and be looking forward for another show next week. Got him, cut you down. Sooner or later, got him, cut you down.